going on everyone welcome to episode 125 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series today i welcomed a mix engineer he's originally from belgium moved to los angeles his name is jerome rennard uh we actually connected i, I believe via the vamper app which i've talked about before where you can connect with different musicians from around the world and then that carried over to instagram uh we talked about working together eventually but i also wanted to get him on the show to share a little bit of his story we talked about you know the different industry experiences he's had over the years kind of just working his way up doing a bunch of different jobs in the industry uh, and eventually led him to becoming a mix engineer and he said you know he really loves doing it because he can feel like he can sit there for you know 14 hours plus and he still isn't tired of it he still enjoys it and i give him credit for that because mixing is a very hard job and you know hats off to all the engineers out there uh, he also gave some insight on what it's like to you know, work kind of the differences between you know working with independent artists and artists signed to labels and specifically you know big labels as well uh, all the different hands that can be involved and even how you get paid at the end of the day um, so I thought that stuff was very interesting especially from a different perspective uh, he talked about some of the projects he's working on he couldn't reveal names obviously but he's got a lot coming up for 2023 and even 2024 as well which I'm looking forward to uh, overall, you know, I love Jerome's real message about just being uh, emotionally tied to your art and your work. And, you know, you shouldn't be putting anything out that you don't feel 100% confident in and something that isn't a reflection of you at the end of the day. And I think he does that with his work, uh, even from a mixing standpoint and really just the message he puts out about, you know, he mixes with emotion. Uh, and that's how, you know, he's garnered all this success so far and how he's going to keep you know, being successful and continuing to elevate. So thanks to him for his time. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. There we go, man. I'm doing good. What about you? Man, I'm doing great. And, you know, thanks for being here, uh, obviously. And, you know, to start off every episode, we have the guests give some background. Uh, you know, how did you get into music? Uh, how long have you been doing it? Kind of just basic information for those that might not know, you know, you and what you do. Yeah, sure. Um, I studied pretty early. Uh, got my first step in a studio when I was in my late 15. So I started to be an intern uh, around that time. So I pretty much evolved and learned everything in the studio uh, versus learning in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent, I don't know, six or eight years in that studio. So I went from the intern to the assistant to uh, the recording engineers to becoming the main engineers. Nice man. Um, so yeah, I spent spent quite quite some time there. Uh, then left, went to work for a few studio. Uh, I went to work in Paris with Universal Music for pretty much like half a year. Mm-hmm. So it was quite uh, an adventure. Uh, then went to work in uh, in in London and in Bristol in the UK. Um, and then a few of those studio across the US, uh, across Europe, and that was just before I started coming to the US. Uh, came to the US for a few years and then just moved here last five years ago. So it's kind of long story short, but that's been like 16 years total. Nice, man. Well, it sounds like you've covered a lot of ground and that's great to hear. And just like looking over your website and your Instagram and your track record so far, it's been incredible to just see 
the ground that you've covered. So congratulations on that. Obviously, you know, you were born in Belgium. Uh, so what was that like just even moving to L.A.? Because obviously L.A. is a place with a lot of opportunity and you can meet a lot of new artists and connections. So was that really the main reason for, uh, you know, moving to the States and going to specifically to Los Angeles? Um, I think Los Angeles was a dream when I was a kid. Uh, you know, it's one of those big cities in the world where that's full of music. And when I started out, I was dreamt that I'd be there one day. I just kind of followed that dream in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, funny things, I don't work much in LA. Uh, yeah, I think less than 5% of my clients are in LA, so... In the end, it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. So how does it how does it kind of compare to when you were a kid? Like, is it kind of what you envisioned, like when you were growing up, like what you thought LA was, as opposed to what it actually is now that you've like been there? Does it kind of like stack up to what you thought it would be? Not at all. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way, though. I would say in both, actually. Yeah. Um, there's good things about LA, but. There was also a lot of bad things about the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we 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 envision every every major city like something that's perfect at the point. Mm-hmm. But when you start living in the city, kind of goes the opposite. But I think we can say that for every city, you know, every yeah. major city, we we can say the same. Paris was the same. London was the same. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what what to say more about this. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the main points. I mean, because I've been I've been to LA myself, and I I kind of feel the same way. I don't think I'd ever want to live there, even for the connections and everything. But it's it's really like to each their own. And I think like especially if you're doing music or any type of art, it's like if you want to pursue it more and you want to continue to grow and elevate your career. It's almost like something you want to try out just to see how it goes. And I think for you, that's been like something that, you know, has gone very well for you. So I think it's, I think it's great. And like, even if you ever decided you wanted to go elsewhere, like nothing would stop you from doing that. And, but it's good to hear that at least there are some good points to it. Um, I'm curious to know, like specifically, you know, what led you to wanting to do mixing and mastering and being an engineer specifically, because you know, there's a lot of different routes to go in music. Uh, you can be like an artist, a pr- producer, all kinds of different professions now. So what kind of led you when you were starting out to want to do mixing specifically? Well, I kind of did almost everything. Since I started as an intern, because I started in a recording studio, so, I, I, you know. I've been the assistant, I've been the recording engineers, I've been the mixing engineers, I've been the uh, the mastering engineers, I've been the vocal producers, I've been the editing guy, I've been the, you know, almost everything that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to produce, to, I try to songwriting. Uh, writing is definitely not for me. Definitely not for me. Production is definitely not for me. It's not the creative, the type of creative that can do or I identify too um, or it being like a nerd or you know tech lover so mm-hmm. engineering is engineering always finds something in me that I don't find anywhere else and then from going 
you know, from recording, mixing, mastering. Um, I think it's, it, it, it's really about finding what you love doing the most and that you can do like 14 hours or 16 hours or 18 hours a day without being tired of it. And for me, it was mixing. is mm-hmm. the one I feel the most creative with. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, it's the one I'm the best at. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's good because like you get to even when you like you're beginning and you're you have an interest in it, you want to try different things out. Because uh, for me, it was it was like producing. Like I even tried mixing a lot of my own stuff at the beginning and just trying to figure it out. For me, that was not. I was the complete opposite. So like I I tried to mix stuff and I was like just trying to bash my head in. I'm like this is so difficult. Like this side of things. Like I give credit to people like you that are able to like sit there and perfect these songs and like really take them to the next level. Cause that's really in my eyes, like the engineers don't get like enough credit still. Like they, they're starting to get a little more shine, uh, but they are really the ones that can take it to the next level. Uh, they take what's really good and just elevate it even more. And uh, to have that patience level, to be able to sit there and go through each individual sound and just polish it up and make it great and really bring out the true vision of the artist at the end of the day. I think that's great. And, um, that's awesome to hear that, you know, you're at the point where you feel like you're still, you know, comfortable with it and, you know, obviously making more connections and everything. So, uh, hats off to you for that, man. Cause that's, that's really impressive. And, um, is there, let's just say like one or two songs in particular, is there anything you could think of that you've worked on before that was kind of one of the more challenging songs to be a part of? Maybe it was you had to stay in the studio for a long time to get it done, or maybe you were on like a deadline to get it done. Is there something that comes to mind? I know you've probably mixed a ton of songs at this point, uh, but there's, is there like an example of one that was a little more difficult than the other ones? It's, it's not the way like a specific song. Mm. I'm not necessarily going to name, uh, name people or name artists, mm. uh, but yeah, I had song that that had to be done like in in the next twelve hours. Uh, just because the the producer was late, the artist has, has a deadline, or mm-hmm. the producer wanted to to read, redo the full production like before before mixing. I don't know why. And yeah, there, there was a project where I don't know, we we got the file by four four five four four five p.m. and yet to be sent off to mastering like in the next I don't know 10 hours yeah. or something like that yeah I've heard that, I... that's go ahead those are crazy de- deadlines it's and it's not necessarily about oh the song is complicated or or the producer is complicated or the artist is complicated but more like when am I going to find time to to step back from the song mm-hmm. at least a few hours um I think one of the big mistakes is listening to a song, working on a song for hours and hours and hours, and then be there, okay, I'm done. And you never step out of it. So you don't have any other perspective. Yeah. And, and, that's, that's... and those deadlines, the, those things are usually always the, the hardest one. Um, yeah. And so that, yeah. that uh, having that other perspective too, I, I find that very interesting because you can get lost in your own work too. You know what I mean? And I've, mm-hmm. I've felt that even just with myself, it's like, you got to kind of 
get somebody else in there to give that second opinion and just see like are you on the right track as well but i feel like i've heard of horror stories about like deadlines and stuff even working until the last like hour before the release i just find that just crazy that people do that and everything and uh so it's got to be like kind of like a stress test as well too to kind of like get it done but not only get it done but like get it done right and have everybody kind of on the same page a little bit uh to where it's like this we feel comfortable releasing this and you know it's up to the standards and everything so it's definitely like like i said it's it's a lot of work i feel like but at the end of the day you know it probably it probably still has to feel good you know to see that pay off and when the songs come out and everything um yeah is there is there a big difference between working with because i know you probably work with a lot of different artists independent artists people that are signed is there like a difference between dealing with you know artists at bigger labels as opposed to just people doing their own thing independently have you noticed any difference or is it for you kind of all the same because your process is your process no matter what my process doesn't change man uh uh, doesn't change much uh if it's if it's a side artist or indie artist, mm-hmm. or there is a few things that change, um, but not to the point that it's fully different. Um, I would say the big difference between side side artist and uh, indie artist are doing either or everything themselves or working with the producers is who's involved in the project, and um, and sometimes the quality of the production by itself. Um, it's you either get a really great production from both sides or you get a great production from one side only um, and it's not necessarily from the sign artist you're going to get something that's like 10 times better that's mm-hmm. it can be true because sometimes there is just like five producers on one song mm-hmm. and the level of the sound design and the production by itself is way better now there is uh, indie artists that are working with like some independent producer that just killers and maybe you just one guy on on the song but you get something that sounds really really good and sometimes way better than what a label is sending you Mm -hmm. so so it's not necessarily a quality thing It it can be of course but it's mainly who's involved in the project. The big difference with label is there is way more people involved in the project. Mm-hmm. You're often going to come across a, an executive producer. Um, your paycheck is going to be to be paid by someone as you don't even know sometimes. So uh, take even like months sometimes. Mm-hmm. You usually have contracts too. Uh, you don't have contract with every indie artist that you work with because that would be a pain. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I know like the process, I've heard obviously the process is, is a little bit different. I just didn't know from like the engineer's perspective specifically. Uh, I've heard I've heard of it mostly from the producer's perspective on what it's like. Uh, so I think that's great insight as well. Um, is there like a deal breaker? Let's say like a client comes to you. They want you to mix their song, like their new single. Uh, what is like the requirements for, you know, even accepting that project? Because I assume that you wouldn't just be working with anybody off the street. You'd want to make sure that it's something that you can lend to and actually contribute to. So like, 
What do you think is the requirements for someone that wants to work with you and have you help them on their project? The best way is to send me a demo of the song. Um, I, I think it's the same for, for almost everyone, but working on, on a song that you don't like or you don't feel, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, you can work on a song that doesn't sound as good, but where you can feel something, you can feel some emotion and some potential in it. But working on a song where, you know, first you don't even understand what you, this, they're talking about or or you cannot feel anything about it, that's where other, um, especially in mixing, I would say, because, okay, our job is to make things sound good, uh, but we cannot make things sound good if the production was not good before, if the production doesn't, doesn't sound good earlier. Mm-hmm. But that's only a part of our job. This is only the technical side. Uh, there is a big emotional side in mixing where where our real job is really to put the emotion out, you know, to take the listener on a journey, to to underline every little thing that the singers or the songwriting team put in the song. It's not just about, hey, oh, that bass is nice, let's make it big, and that sense, let's make it small, and let's have the, vo- the singers just in the front, and that we can't. Mm-hmm. No. It's about that. It's all about underlying the, those little emotions, those little movements, um, trying to find ideas to to create a bit of movement in the production or in this instrumentation to make a bit more space for vocals or, speci- or a specific line in the vocals to just get something more out of it. Yeah. Our, our approach mix has never been technical, but really been the human side, the emotional side yeah. of it. And that's, that's really the best way to do it. I was going to, that kind of covered my next question because I was going to ask you about that because I had seen on your website specifically, you talked about, you know, how you kind of channel emotion into what you do and like the songs you mix and everything. And I thought that was great. Like that stood out to me because a lot of people, you know, they don't approach it that way, you know, as much as like, as how sad that can be sometimes. It's like a lot of people are more like they're just transactional. They're not really thinking about you know, the overall song, they're just like, as long as I'm getting paid and we're continuing to push this work out, like that's all that matters. But it's like, I think the listeners can tell at the end of the day too, if the real emotion is in there. Cause it's really about creating the feeling. Like you said, it's like, you can tell when somebody doesn't have their heart in what they're doing. And you might not think it like as you're going sometimes or as you're, you know, creating these records, but I feel like everybody has to be kind of conscious of, you know, are they really doing this for the right reasons and everything? And I think for you, that's, that's something that stood out to me was just, you know, you're willing to put your all into what you're doing and that shows that you actually care about it. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of people um, have come to you for work as well, uh, just because you've shown that to them. And uh, so I, I commend you for that. Cause that's, that's definitely admirable, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. But, you know, I think in the end is, I think everyone wants to connect connect with the song. Either the artist connect with his own song, the, the producer and the engineers are going to connect with it too. 
And I think if everyone really connect with a song, then there is more potential for for the audience to connect with it. Mm. You know, if the if the artist put all his heart in it, and the producer did the same, the engineers did the same. I think all this reinforces the connection. You know. Mm. Yeah, totally totally agree with that, and. That's really just goes back to, you know, everyone being on the same page and just contributing uh, their own special way to each song and uh, each album as well. So that's that's incredible stuff, man. So, you know, I know that you probably can't reveal a ton of stuff um, as far as like what's going to be coming out or stuff. You might not even know some stuff, but is there anything that maybe you're working on that we can be on the lookout for uh, like coming up that, you know, fans should kind of look for? That's a great question. There is always, you know, I think I work on 10 to 20 songs a month right now. Um, there is a bunch of indie artists in there. Uh, there is a few label projects that are pretty interesting. Uh, I think there is there's a project I'm working on that's pretty long. I think it's, it's about like 18 song album. The, the artist is going for, for like a full story be, in between songs. So it's really going back to, to albums like we used to do it, uh, I don't know, be, even before I started, where you were listening to an album from song one to song 10 and you had a full story. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's trying to bring that back into an 18, so, 18 song album. Uh, that's going to be a long project. Um, I think we only started with song one, and I think this is. I even think this is like a 20, 2024 release, not a twenty twenty three release. So <laughs> I was about to say you got a ways to go then, but yeah. yeah. But I think that that's going to be an interesting project. Interesting project for for everyone involved in, but also for for the audience that's going to to hear that in the end. Yeah, see, I'm an I'm an albums guy, so whenever that comes out, I'll I'll probably be looking for it, whoever it is, because I I still I still feel like there's power in those full projects as opposed to just like singles and things like that. Like obviously it's different, it's a different era, but there's still those music fans that love that type of you know release. So that's yep. that's great to hear though. Yeah, so I think th- this one would be interesting. Um... Yeah, I'm really curious to see how, how it's going to unfold fully in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and the others, like I said, I, I really work on, on projects that I can feed and then I like. So for me, there is a lot of great things in this. Uh, I think the easiest is just to watch out what's coming up. Yeah, man. Well, see, it's, you know, yeah, see if you like it. Yeah, it's great to hear that you got a lot of stuff still in the works. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be on the lookout and I'm sure you'll be posting about stuff as well as it comes out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we'll all be able to see that. So, last few questions here. Uh, these are ones I ask on every episode. The first one is if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? Jump, jump on any opportunities. Don't don't think too too much. Just jump on the opportunities. Take it and see see where it brings you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 
that, I think that's a big one. I think yeah. when we're young, we either overthink things a bit too much and sometimes lose some opportunities. Yeah. Sometimes I think we're like scared of it too. You know what I mean? If you see an opportunity, oh, yeah, you might not be, might not have the confidence even to try. But yeah, I, I love that because you never know where it's mm-hmm. going to end up. Uh, so that's great. Yep. So if we flip that then and we say 10 years from now, uh, where do you think you envision yourself continuing in your career and your life as well? That's a rather odd one. Um, never been a big fan of sharing where I'm going or, or my goals, but mm-hmm. you'll still be hearing about me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably not be in LA anymore. Um, and I think bigger and bigger projects. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's, that's where things go. If you keep evolving, you just growing and everyone's around you is growing so so yeah yeah and i think the best way to like know if you're growing too like you could just look back at your old work and just be like i've come a long way you know what i mean so i think as long as you're still doing that you're moving in the right direction that's how i always look at it so Mm -hmm. but i feel you there because it's you don't want to look too far ahead it's hard uh because so many things can happen but yeah i love that about just kind of just continuing the elevation for sure so do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Um, I, don't know. I think everyone should make sure that they work on something that they, they really love, that they can feel, they can enjoy. And, and not running after a paycheck. Because mm-hmm. you, you're just going to be proud of the song that you really enjoy. You know? Yeah. In the end, it's, it's just about that. You're mm-hmm. not going to share the work that you're not proud of. Uh, so make sure that you can connect with the song, um, that you enjoy working with the people you work with. I think that that's a big one too. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it genuine yeah, at the end of the day, man. Yeah, it's my project that excites you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It man. Is, you know. It's an engineering thing or writing or production, mm-hmm. you know. I never stop working, yeah. yeah. Always keep going. 100%, man. Well, Jerome, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the time. That's all I have for you today. Um, and I look forward to connecting again really soon. Obviously, you got a lot of stuff coming out, so congrats. Congrats on where you're at, where you're headed, and uh, thank you again. Yeah, thank you, man. So sure. I appreciate that. Pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode 125. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds. Feel free to leave us that five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode. So we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone.